For the love of money, Hi-Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein. Talk Radio, AM 640. Well, good morning, Toronto. Welcome, Hi-Fi Radio, AM 640. Wakey, wakey. Do you recognize that music? It serves breakfast now. Did you know that? A little A&W. Susan Senecal is going to be joining us. She is on the line in Vancouver. Uh, we're going to just do a little cross-Canada tour today on Hi-Fi Radio. We're going to start with A&W. Uh, Susan Seneca says is going to join us. Then we're going to move to Calgary and talk oil and gas once again with my good friend Rafi. He runs My Oil Money through Canoe Energy. Very, very good man. Oil's been tough, tough, tough space this year. Rafi's held his own, but we're going to ask him some of the tougher questions. Uh, do we need to be in oil? And we're going to end it with a real housewife of Toronto, Ann Kaplan, uh, the uh, founder of iFinance Canada, uh, an outstanding, outstanding wonder woman, uh, entrepreneur, actress. uh, This woman says it all about uh, the success and power of women in business. So keeping on the female theme, that's what we do here on Hi-Fi Radio. Uh, without further ado, Susan Senecal with ANW. How are you, Susan? I'm very well, thanks. Good morning. I Ta- love the uh, intro music. Isn't that great? Uh, can you send us maybe some breakfast in the studio? Would you guys do that? I know you're on Vancouver. Uh, but, I'll see uh, what I can organize. See what you can organize. Uh, Susan, thank you very much for joining us, Hi-Fi Radio. Um, A&W, an iconic brand. Uh, we as Canadians, of course, viewed as a Canadian brand, uh, but in fact, it's steeped in American history, dating back to what, 1923, according to my producer, Ansel, uh, who is in the studio, my intern student of 20-something, in fact, just 20, uh, is doing a very, very good job for us. Ansel, thank you for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. That's uh, a pleasure. It is indeed. So uh, he did some history for a little history work for me on your company, and uh, in fact, the, the brand of A&W dates back to 1923. Yeah, exactly. We are a Canadian company based right here in Vancouver. And um, although the the root beer originated in the U.S. and we had a connection to the United States, uh, since 1956, we've basically been in a Canadian-owned and controlled uh, company here, completely separate from our um, brand, I guess, uh, colleagues in the U.S. I remember the brand because I used to work at the Eaton Centre in Toronto, and I I saw the first a&W reemerge in, in the 90s, and I see here in a, in a bio in your company, in fact, in 1995, A&W was purchased uh, from, uh, from Unilever by its senior management. Correct. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so, again, uh, you know, as a stockbroker, mm-hmm. you know, a, a euphemism portfolio manager, which I am, I own the stock across my business. Uh, geez, I'm probably sitting on about a million bucks worth of A&W stock on my book. So, you know, I'm a shareholder. We matter. Uh, and we're, we're, we're friendly shareholders. We like you, okay? Uh, we're, we're not, we're not going to be activists and do anything nasty to you, like short your stock or something like that. Don't worry about that. Um, but, again, th- this was an old income trust, correct? That's right, and it still is today. And it still is an income. Very, very few income trusts left. So uh, it, what I like about it, of course, is, is, is it pays me uh, e- each and every month. Um, oh, my God, people are calling me at 7 a.m. <sighs> yes, indeed. Your, your, your company pays me each and every month. Uh, the annual yield on the stock is now, what is it, $1.56 trailing? That's right. Mm-hmm. Which, which is just under a 5% yield. Uh, now, your company has, what, 900 locations in Canada? Yeah, we'll be celebrating our 900th uh, coming up here later this summer. Hmm. And so, so look, food is a competitive, it's a competitive landscape. And we, we mentioned your breakfast offerings. How long have you been in the breakfast business? 
Uh, we've been in the breakfast business for a couple of decades, but what we announced in February was uh, that breakfast items, our bacon and eggers and so on, are available all day long. So that's been uh, very enthusiastically received, especially by our, our millennials. How long have you been doing the all-day breakfast? Uh, since February. Since February. Sorry, how long has McDonald's been doing the all-day breakfast? I think pretty much at the same time. Ooh, neck and neck with them, eh? So, so how about this one here? Have you tried a pepper nitro with a jerky twist yet? Uh, no. Nor have I. Starbucks uh, apparently is now selling a drink topped with beef jerky oh dear. at its most gourmet locations. Apparently on Monday, the company uh, announced it's going to be, begin selling a new beverage in Seattle Roastery that contains significantly more meat than the average caffeinated beverage. Wow. That's a bit of a stretch, I think, don't you? Oh, it sounds, sounds interesting for sure. I might give it a try. I'm a mama burger kind of a guy. I like that about you. <laughs> so, um, again, your, your company, I, I'm, I'm long the stock. I'm long the stock because it's a pretty simple business in my mind. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, top line revenue, uh, whatever revenues occur, you buy fries, you buy a mama burger. Uh, the shareholders, which is myself and, of course, uh, my clients, uh, we get a clip off the top line. And, and what, is, what is that clip? Is it 5%? Three. It's a 3% royalty. Yep. Um, and as you add more franchises, of course, I get paid a little bit more over time. That's right. I mean, I think our, it's, it's an exciting time here for AW. We're growing fast in, in lots of ways. You know, guests are choosing us more often. We're growing our number of restaurants, becoming more convenient for more people. And uh, that's just had a very, very positive impact on the business overall. Um, now, again, very little coverage on your company. What I mean by that is the Royal Bank, uh, Tim Hortons. Every analyst on the street covers those companies, or every brokerage house covers those companies. Mm -hmm. uh, A&W is a $400 million company. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the market cap of it. Uh, the market cap of McDonald's, I think, is about $150, $160 billion. Mm -hmm. And yet you're competing with them, and certainly on breakfast, and good for you. Um, so let's talk about the growth of the company. Uh, what, what, what are the growth prospects, and, 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 and what's in the pipeline? Yeah, well, what's great for us is that uh, we have so much opportunity, especially in Ontario and Quebec. So we've um, we have we still are growing in Western Canada, but we've been growing in Western Canada, particularly with our freestanding locations and convenience locations, for many more years than our growth and expansion has happened in Ontario and Quebec. Of course, they're Canada's two most populous provinces. Uh, so that just really opens up plenty of opportunity for future growth in the number of restaurants over the next few years. And we've already announced um, plans to, you know, we said we had 200 franchises available. Uh, we've gotten enormous interest, and they're cer certainly going fast, but that gives you a sense of the kind of opportunity that we see uh, looking forward. Well, look, uh, we, we had to pay some bills around here, uh, Susan, so I want you to hang around because I want to talk about the price of oil and how it's actually affected your company a little bit, according to my math. So just hang around for a little bit, would you please? Sure. Don't go anywhere. There's more great show right after this. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from the AM640 studios in Toronto. For the love of money, Hi-Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein. Talk Radio AM640. Oh, yeah. Major Ursus. Attic Records, 1975. The theme song for A&W. That's the high fidelity part of the show is jingles. And I miss jingles. You know, I'm an ad man deep down in heart. And boy, oh, boy, the days of the music jingles, you know. They're pretty memorable. They're, they, they're powerful. You know, music is very, very powerful. And indeed, Susan Senecal, COO and president of A&W, 
is joining us this morning, and uh, she promised to send some breakfast into the studio. I know Luke Cameron, our producer running the big board, he's very, very hungry. Uh, you know, I could use a cup of coffee, and I'll answer my intern. Well, you know, he does all the energy drinks and stuff, so he's pretty good and a big health craze. Hey, let's talk about the health craze with A&W. You guys are certainly on trend. That's my new phrase for the year, on trend or off trend. But you're uh, antibiotic-free, hormone-free. Your marketing, personally, I think it's on trend, bang on. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that. Good. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, one of the um, things that we've done over the past several years, and if you've been following us for a long time, you'll know that you know A&W started up here in 1956. So we were born literally at the same time as the baby boomers and grew up with that baby boomer generation, mm-hmm. really built a very, very solid relationship and, and business with um, baby boomers over many, many years. And still, much of our, many of our guests are baby boomers today, and, and um, we love that. But at the same time, in 2012, we really understood that we'd have to um, start thinking about the millennial generation and how we were going to connect more specifically with them. They they didn't have memories of the drive-ins and the kinds of things that uh, baby boomers might have lived uh, with and through and created uh, themselves. And as we looked at our millennial uh, guests, what we really noticed was a couple of things. One is that they were coming to us because of the great taste of our burgers. You know, we're the home of the burger family, so that was um, not unexpected. But at the same time, what we really noticed was the great degree of interest and passion for food, for ingredients, what's in food, how it's raised. And so we started to think about that and Hmm. being a company focused on burgers, what does that mean? And we started with um, thinking about beef and came to the conclusion that um, beef raised without the use of hormones and steroids, if we could deliver that in our restaurants, you know, affordably, conveniently, quickly, uh, that that would be another way to really align ourselves with the needs of our guests and really um, do something that was a little bit different in Canada. And so that's where it all started, and it was such a um, fantastic response that we've moved on to really uh, look at chicken without antibiotics, as you've said, and we've looked at our eggs. We have... um, organic fair trade coffee in our restaurants, and most recently bacon that's um, raised without the use of antibiotics, but also without any artificial preservatives. So we've really, um, in, really I think, latched on to that, and our, our guests have too, and it's really, I think, made a difference uh, for, for us, and, and people lo- love the taste of our burgers, and so that's what we're in business for, and that's what we really want to um, succeed with. Hey, uh, Susan, uh, you know, Don, we gotta, we got to give Don some air time, don't we? You're your you're, you're CFO? Yes. Is Don, is Don there? He, Don is here. Okay, he gets the tough questions now, all right? Okay. <laughs> you ready, Don? Don's ready. Uh, all right. Hey, Don, good morning. Don Leslie, CFO with A&W Canada. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Uh, well, I'm okay, but i got to ask you a tough question. Now it's my job as a portfolio manager. I have to look out after my client's best interest, after all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I'm, you know, I am a shareholder as well, so your stock's been a little challenged lately. 42 bucks down to around 34 lately, so it's uh, taking a bit of a haircut. What's going on? Well, it's a great question. I think uh, at $42, the yield on the fund was below uh, 4% and uh, was really, I guess, priced for perfection in a way. Um, And uh, what we've seen is same-star sales growth hasn't been as robust, not just for us, but for other food service uh, providers as well. And And the Starbucks numbers were off, agreed. Yeah. McDonald's keeps delivery, mind you. Yeah, McDonald's is doing well, more more so in the U.S., but even here in Canada, you know, Tim's the largest, is uh, had negative comps in That's Q2. That's right, yeah. Um, and uh, uh, Cara Brands and MTY were all negative. So, um, but having said all that is, uh, you know, again, at 40. Even Freshie actually was challenged. 
Freshie was challenged, yep. uh, you know, and their unit, their share prices dropped. Uh, so, you know, our yield now is uh, probably a little bit more in line with some of the peer group in the income fund space with uh, uh, Pizza Pizza and the uh, and the keg. I own the keg so, as well. Yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, uh, you know, 42 might have been a little bit uh, frothy or, you know, expectations of the high uh, same-star sales growth we experienced for a few years. Mm-hmm. And given the um, uh, more challenging food service uh, industry right now um, may have taken a little bit of wind out of our sails, but we're still working hard to uh, to drive that kind of growth. Mm-hmm. Now, a couple so, of things here. So Alberta, Saskatchewan remain weak. Mm-hmm. Obviously, oil markets, and I, I, I've heard from multiple industries, anything out west just became so correlated with oil. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the second point I want to talk about is your, your, your pipeline of new store openings. You have 17 mm-hmm. locations. Uh, I guess holes have been dug in the ground, uh, hopefully open up in the second half of this year. So mm-hmm. 900 to 917 stores sounds like about uh, 2% growth rate just by adding some stores, which is good as a unit well, holder. Yeah, keep in mind, though, with the structure that we have is the, um, the what really drives the return for the unit holders is same-store sales growth. The, um, the formula for the new restaurant openings is, is similar for other restaurant royalty trusts where it is accretive to unit holders, but not as, uh, as much as uh, some people may think um, because we adjust the royalty pool each year as the private operating company actually uh, the pie gets bigger, but the ownership by the operating company also increases a bit each year. So, uh, but if you had a new store and it does a million dollars, how much of royalties gets flows back to the shareholder? A new store would, uh, would, it, would it be that three uh, percent? No, it wouldn't actually. Uh, that's not the way the formula works. Uh, you know, when the when the it, when it went public back in two thousand two. It was uh, there was 585 restaurants in the royalty pool, which is really what the unit holders were buying, was the growth from those restaurants. And then each year, as we add more restaurants into the pool, you know the the unit holders uh, uh, actually get about seven and a half percent of that additional royalty. And that's it's the same for uh, the keg Boston pizza pizza pizzas is the way the formula, because you know put another way is. Uh, when the when the um, when the funds were created, it wasn't to say, well, you're buying 500 the the royalties from 585 restaurants plus the next 400, uh, you know, that were going to come open. It was really related to the cash flow and um, and hence the the focus on same store sales growth, which is really increases the amount of distributable cash per unit. Uh, that is really that helps you know allow us for increasing distributions and hence uh, growing the uh, the um, uh, the value of the fund. Hmm. Interesting. Well, you taught me something once again. That's really you yeah. know part part of the show, Don, is is, is basically yeah. do my homework live on mm-hmm. radio and teaching people what a portfolio <laughs> manager needs to go. No, yeah. the the devil's in the details. So yeah. I really appreciate that. Uh, Don Leslie, A and W CFO, uh, Susan Senecal. I want to thank you this morning for joining us. Food hasn't arrived yet. We keep waiting. I'm sure it's going to be here. I'm just teasing you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Real pleasure. You have yourself a great Saturday and uh, keep up the good work over there at A and W. Coming up next, we're moving to Calgary to talk. Oil with Rafi of Canoe Financial right after this. Don't go anywhere. There's more great show right after this. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from the AM640 studios in Toronto. Come and listen to my story about a 
a man named Jed, a poor mountaineer, barely kept his family fed. And then one day he was shooting at some food, and up through the ground come a bubbling crude oil, that is. For the love of money, Hi-Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein. Talk Radio, AM 640. Uh, welcome back to Hi-Fi Radio this Saturday morning, long weekend. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? But we're talking business, and in Canada, if you talk business, you got to talk oil. When I think oil, I think about Calgary, where Rafi Tamizian is, Canoe Financial Portfolio Manager and Oil Guru Extraordinary. Rafi, thank you for joining us again here on Hi-Fi Radio. Always a pleasure, Wolfgang. Always a pleasure. So bring us up to speed. Since we last spoke, Rafi, what's going on in the oil patch? Well, if I recall the last time you spoke, there was... uh an exit of a foreign national uh, out of Canada. It might have been Apache, I don't recall. And subsequent to that, we had an announcement of another foreign company uh, leaving a a massive project, actually, that they've cancelled, an LNG project on the west coast, Petronas, who bought Progress Energy, uh, a Canadian producer that had been around for over a decade, building a fairly sizable gas asset uh, in northeast BC and uh, they after 2011 they purchased it saw the economic benefit of um, bringing that gas over to the far east and uh, our quagmire we put them in with delays and um, and anxiety over whether we should do it or not. Uh, environmental issues, Aboriginal issues, and just uh, special interest groups delaying things. They they eventually pulled the pin, said it was uneconomic. And, um, you know, it may be uneconomic today, but it wasn't in 2011. And I guess, Wolfgang, the sad thing that today that you can look at now is we had a $12, $13 billion project that was going to be built we had a $8 billion pipeline that was going to be built. We had uh, a gas industry that would have seen uh, access to coastal waters for global markets. Um, so our economy and energy would have been growing. We would have had permanent jobs created in the private sector. Um, we would have had foreign capital investing in uh, infrastructure instead of our own debt dollars. And instead, we're, we're, we've uh, completely lost all that opportunity. That's where we would have been within the next 12 months. We would have had, BC would have had royalties coming in. Uh, the federal government would have already been seeing taxes coming in. And this is all, uh, and, and, and this is just, this is a poster child of the issues that you, we're dealing with. You know, you know, the first thing that went through my mind there, you said uh, the government would have been receiving taxes coming in, and now the government has tabled a, a new attack on small business, uh, taking away some of the tax benefits, shall I say, that entrepreneurs are, are blessed with by, by being entrepreneurs and starting up a business. So, yeah, they're not getting it out from the energy space. They want to come out for small business, and because we know how that's going to play out. It's not going to play out well. But, well, Rafa, you're, you're bumming me out here, man. It's it's Friday, Saturday sorry, morning. Man. No, it's okay. It's, yeah, I, I want the truth. Um, but so let me ask you another. Let's take it to another level here, then. I, I'm a portfolio manager. Uh, I benchmark as a North American portfolio manager. I think uh, Canadians cannot look just at Canadian markets. It's way too small. So I, I, I view myself as a, port, as a North American mo- money manager when I manage. 
managing money for my couple hundred families. And energy on a North American basis might have a, a weighting in an index. Well, but 20% of the TSC is about what 7 or 8% of the S&P 500. So if you did a blend, you'd be have a weighting around 12 or 13% energy. Personally, I'm, I'm, I'm right now about 5% with you, and I got a, a couple points in the, uh, the oil services sector. So I, I'm massively underweight energy. Uh, and it's been a drag on my portfolio being underweight. Uh, like, do I need to be there at all with Canadians money and, and, and your tone tells me gee whiz pack up pack up and you know head out of Dodge yeah so you you you've, you've gone straight to the issue oh boy uh, that we have to deal with and in 2015 when we elected the NDP into Alberta and then the federal government in the fall both had negative energy policies in Canada and at that time we started our shift into a more international uh, energy uh, thinking. And the, the debate globally around energy is, are we going to need oil and gas anymore? Mm-hmm. And it's a shrinking need. That, that is just a fallacy that ultimately, you know, will come to roost where um, we are going to get such a lack of capital investing in the current demand for yep. oil that we won't even be able to fulfill that. We'll see the price of oil recover. I see. Yep. But, but energy includes alternatives and renewables. It includes refined products like LNG. That's a, there's a hundreds of billion market cap comp, uh, industry in global LNG out there. We're not doing it. But because we didn't do it, it didn't mean everybody else said we, they shouldn't. No. They said, great, that's an opportunity for us to do it since Canada's not going to be in that market. Hey, are, are the Russians involved in LNG? Oh, my God. The Russians, Kuwait, uh, Australia... Because Russia controls the energy basically in Europe, and uh, so does it ship into into the uh, various European countries via yeah. liquid, liquefied product? Yeah. So the, the biggest gas uh, provider for uh, utilities in Germany is a Russian provider. Mm-hmm. And what we have, for instance, is a company on the east coast of Canada that's been federally and provincially pr- approved called Paraday that can build an LNG in Nova Scotia. And they have the offtake which is um, the German utility that wants off of this Russian demand. Uh, uh-huh. They want Canadian gas. Isn't it? You know what's amazing? I just saw, I saw the unemployment numbers, in, and I can't believe the unemployment numbers in um, Newfoundland is 15%. In BC, it's 5.4%. 15% unemployment in, in, in Newfoundland. It's off the charts. Yeah, they right? need that facility. They, they need I, stuff I, like that. That's yeah. going to be our silver lining if it happens. But you, I need to offer alternatives and renewables as energy. I need to offer global refining uh, in oil and LNG to clients. And that's what you get when you invest with us, too. So you are getting exposed to that stuff, too. We, 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 we weighted about 40% of our funds versus 60 Canada now. That's a big shift from spring of 2014, well, where I was 100% Canadian energy. So, yeah, I had to make the transition, too. It, it required hiring new people. It required being educated more on a global form of energy and redefining it. And, and Wolfgang, when you see me in September, when I come to town, you're going to see that roll out in a much more proficient manner. Because stay with us, Raph. I want, I want to ask you a few more questions, if you don't mind. So it is breakfast time. Wakey, wakey, Toronto. Hi-Fi Radio is going to be right back at you in just a few minutes. Stay with us. There's more shows still to come. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from the AM640 studios in Toronto. Come and listen to my story about a man named Jed. A poor mountaineer barely kept his family fed. And then one day he was shooting at some food. And up through the ground come a bubbling crude. Oil, that 
For the love of money, Hi-Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein. Talk Radio, AM 640. Welcome back. We are live in Calgary with Rafi Tamizian, my portfolio manager with Canoe Financial. Rafi, thanks for coming back on the show. Um, crude versus Batteries. Tesla has been on fire. Uh, a number of clients are asking me, Wolf, should we get involved in the lithium business? Uh, how do we play the battery business? It is the way. Who wants oil? It's old school. I like your, uh, your, your, your underinvestment that's coming at us. If they don't invest and in, in, in drill some more holes in the ground, uh, yeah, there will be a, definitely a, a supply response, and uh, that will certainly push prices higher. I get that. But let's traverse for a second here. You've done some homework, obviously, on alternative energies. Um, uh, you know, are electric cars the way of the future? I came back from Amsterdam a trip in Amsterdam, and in those beautiful little canals, electric boats, and I kid you not, with solar panels, 50% of the power for those electric, for those boats uh, is, is solar, stored, of course, in the battery packs. And then all along the canals, they can plug in each and every vehicle around. You pay, of course, as you plug in, but uh, it seems to work real well. It's, it's, it's so not polluted there. And, of course, we know those Europeans are steps ahead of us North Americans with our bountiful amounts of energy. Uh, so uh, let's, let's talk batteries. Uh, Raph, what kind of homework have you done? Where are we at with it? Yeah, so I, uh, I've always said you want to get rid of oil and find an alternative. Um, you know what? You, you got rid of Kodak film by finding an alternative in digital cameras. You didn't try to get rid of Kodak film. You don't, don't penalize the oil industry. Find the alternative. So I'm a huge fan of technology and alternatives and renewables and electric cars. I believe in it. it we have to manage the pace and we have to understand the, the, the growth relative to the supply and demand of, of hydrocarbons so that we can manage the price of oil and we don't get price shocks. Very smart. But, but in the case of in the case of lithium batteries, it's a very, very well-covered, uh, excruciatingly speculative market of investing, and, uh, and it's a very risky. So we try to stay away from that a bit. The, the things like solar panels and wind farms and lithium is extremely saturated in the market, the understanding. So we, we feel like storage is the nut that needs to be cracked, hmm. and there are other forms of it to... Uh, to develop. Um, there's stationary storage, for instance. What, you don't have massive lithium batteries that are going to uh, run um, Apple's uh, facilities, for instance. They need to find ways to store it in other ways. And uh, we, we made a, a, an investment in the spring that your funds own. Um, uh, private, actually, it's a private company based out of Toronto called HydroStore. As an example, they have a technology of through compressed air energy storage, as an example. These guys are trying to compress air underground. Um, there's a balloon, a big balloon, in under Lake Ontario right now, right outside of Toronto Island, that is full of air. Is that and why the water. island's flooded? Yeah. That, that <laughs> balloon is full of air. And what they do is they release that air, and it creates energy that is um, clean and energy, and, it, and it, they pump it onto the grid on Toronto Island. And this is a test system that they're working there we're, we're we funded and built one where they're building one in godrich as an example too um to help with brownouts so there are ways so how, how big is this balloon no uh, it's a it's a test balloon but let's call it the size of a house wow and, and they just fill it and empty it and the pressure the water pressure when they open it the water pressure pushes down on it the air comes up and it generates power isn't that fascinating and, 
And so there, there are you can you can pump air into big salt caverns and and things like that, and you can generate tech, um, power through these technologies. And we're we're keen to understand all that, and uh, we want to expose people to it. But you know, um, this this whole battery issue with cars, we just have to be very careful with the pace that it's coming. Volvo announced that they're not going to have a hydrocarbon car by 2020. That that's only new models. Existing models will continue to be hydrocarbon, I believe. It's only new models. Well, no, but new models will be hydrocarbon burning, but they will have an electric engine in them. Hmm. They Right now, the current model has an electric engine that only lasts 50 kilometers. That's it. They don't even have the capacity, like Tesla does yet, to, to handle that. And could they actually generate a full bore and sell nothing but hydrocar- uh, electric cars by 2020? No. And if you read what they said and you read into it more detailed, you'll realize what they're saying is we will have cars that are basically a dual purpose at that point. We won't just have nothing but pure hydrocarbon burning. So what readers and listeners need to do, you owe it to yourself to read. Take the time and read and understand, and make sure you're reading quality, legitimate articles of, of information because special interest make sure that they manipulate information and make things look official that aren't. And Fake, and fake news? You talk, yeah, you're talking fake news? Exactly. So you need to be very careful of that stuff. You know, you're a PM, I'm a PM. We, we know we have to source out what is real and what isn't because ultimately that will go towards our ability to take away volatility in investing. And, and the average common human being needs to realize that Fake news is out there manipulating your minds through special interest. And, and, and how information is fed to you, is, it's very, if anything people should take from what I'm saying with this Volvo issue as an example, be very careful in how people interpret. Just take the Globe and Mail and read the title of every article and then read the article. It's completely different a lot of times yeah. because the title grabs. But then the article will say something different. Yeah, the headline sells without question. Uh, Rafi, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on. I mean, we, we had to uh, cut you short to, to cover off a few bases here, but we're getting you back. You know that. And I'm glad you're thinking internationally. I'm glad you're thinking alternatively. You're more than just an oil guy, but you know, you're fa- you are a favorite oil guy in Calgary, that is, Rafi, right? Thanks, man. I will do this anytime you want. Great. Thank you. I'll speak with you soon. All right, folks. Coming up next, we got a Wonder Woman, Ann Kaplan. Um, she is the uh, CEO and president of iFinance. If you need some cosmetic surgery, she can help finance it for you. If you got some pets that are ill, she can finance that for you as well. And if none of that interests you, you may like her on the Real Housewives of Toronto. She is that and everything. Ah, boy, so much more. So much more, I'm telling you. It's going to be great. So just stay tuned for that right here on Hi-Fi Radio coming up next. Stay with us. There's more shows still to come. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from the AM640 studios in Toronto. For the love of money. Hi-Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein. Talk Radio, AM 640. Welcome back, Hi-Fi Radio. Now the show gets fun. I 
wasn't fun before now. Oh, no, it's going to get real fun. And Kaplan. Uh, I guess we're going to start with a real housewife of Toronto. Um, here's the deal. Here's how we found Anne Kaplan. Uh, have a summer student in, Anne Silgravel, doing a little work for us. And he's helping produce a radio show. Yes, he wanted to go to Bay Street and learn commerce. I said, this is boring. We're going to have fun here. We're going to produce a radio show. You're going to help us with it. So I want you to find us some dynamic, successful women in business because Bay Street is loaded with men, and this show requires that woman's touch. And so he found us Iris Blue last week, and this week he found us Ann Kaplan. And again, the, the reason he, he caught, what caught his attention, I think, is the fact that you're the pres, president and CEO of iFinance uh, Finance Canada. It's a finance company. That makes sense, right? Absolutely. That makes sense. But uh, my, when we peel back the onion, Ann, there is just so much more. <laughs> yeah, and what's interesting, because when I'm at trade shows to do in banking, I'm in financial lending, I'm in banking, that it's all men. Uh, right. Maybe there might be three or four women, and then you're looking at... 500 men. There's very, very few women that in my level of uh, finance in Canada. I, I believe. So now let's talk about iFinance Canada because it's, it's, it's a colorful company. And we're going to talk numbers on air. Do you mind talking numbers, math? I talk a little bit of numbers, yeah. Sure. So um, you, you finance breast lifts, breast reconstruction, you, you breast know, reduction. You know, this is very, very interesting. We finance cosmetic enhancement. But when you speak about men, the only thing they hear, if I say cosmetic enhancement, which could be anything... But breast begins is, with a B. I'm looking at yes, a list here. But it's, it's a alphabetical. The, the list only is thing they hear is boobs. That's all they hear. <sighs> I'm sorry. It's a, it doesn't I matter. I could do medical, you, dental, you, veterinary. You all calf. I was going to say calf implant. Well, I was going to talk about chin augmentation. All right. It wasn't just the boobs. But you had three well, you're categories not, you're not, you're not in boobs. You, well, I know. But I am working off a list here. Again, it is alphabetical. And I, I couldn't pronounce the first one. What's the very first one? See, I couldn't pronounce that one. Pronounce that for me here. Bleth. Oh, blepharoplasty. See, do you know, I, I mean, do you I, I, know I, I, what a blepharoplasty I, I, is? No, I don't, but I, I know what a breast augmentation is. Do you know how is, so dirty that word is? Is it? No. No. It's an eye. But we don't stop at, at um, cosmetic surgery. You, you also help people with pets. We do. And the pet card is um, we're across Canada. We're in 15,000 locations across Canada that we're financing medical, dental, veterinary. Incredible. How long have you been at this business? 21 years, and I still have the same desk. 21 years, the same desk. So, so how did you build this business? I founded it, obviously, 21 years ago, and then um, built it up going across the country and knocking on doctors' doors and saying, hey, I've got this product. I didn't say I owned the company, and uh, built it up to what it is today. And that's not me alone. That's with a whole, whole big team of people. So I walk into a plastic surgeon's office and I say, I want, oh, I don't know, some lip augmentation. I wouldn't do that. Maybe a neck lift. I'm not there yet, but I'm sure. <laughs> what would you be? I don't. A hair transplant. Okay. Hair transplant? My mom wanted me to get a hair transplant. I couldn't believe she said Your that. Mother? My mother. Your my mother? mother was a, my mother was a church-going, hyper-conservative. I couldn't believe she said, Wolfie, you need a hair transplant. I couldn't believe she said that to me. But, but, but do you think if you go to church that you wouldn't need a hair transplant? Well, you, the, the, the connection you, there. No, it's all about humility, being humble. Anyways, when you said it to me, I, I was I was gobsmacked. Regardless, you asked me what I would do. Sure, hair transplant. I wouldn't do it, but I, if, if I were to get something done, I'd, you know, I'd my guess start is you, the haven't, top. you haven't had one. I, I have not had a hair transplant. Right. It's a good guess. Um, <laughs> so that's what I would do. So I would walk into a, a clinic, and they would say that's going to cost you, Wolfgang, $45,000. And I'm going to say, ouch, can't afford it. That's right. And then they will say, here's a financing option. It will cost you, uh, it, you know, $400 a month for the next 48, 72 months. You don't have to put anything down. You can just pay by the month. And if you want to pay it off, there's no penalty. You can pay it off at any time. 
We're the ones that finance it. We pay the doctor 100%, and we just take the payment out of your account every single month until but, you're paid off. Now, again, I, I mentioned your business to a fellow on our, another guy on our bond desk, and he got very excited because he said, this girl is onto a really, really smart business. Um, so, again, you aren't actually lending the money. You have lenders. You have suppliers. No, uh, we actually lend the money ourselves, and we have gone to close to a billion dollars in loans. Um, that we have looked at since inception, and we loan the money from our own accounts. Now, I go off and I, I get money from other from financial institutions only, but it is our money. I understand, but the, 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 yeah, so, but you, you use outside sources to help fund your business, and then from there you lend the, the money to the patient. Initially, it's our money, um, yes, and sure. I get outside sources th- through major banks. Now, again, I saw some statistics on the pet pet industry in the United States, and okay. uh, I believe it's, a, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I believe it was a, about a $50 billion industry, $26 billion spent on pet food last year, uh, about $14 billion spent on um, uh, veterinarian bills, and the, and the balance spent, I think, on grooming, so about $20 billion spent on pet grooming in the United States, but you offer uh, financing for, for pet services up here in Canada as well. We uh, do. Is the business as robust here as it is in America? I, I don't think we have those kind of numbers, but like generally we Canada's... Do we have 10 yeah. of those? Yeah, we're generally 10 or 8, 9, 10% of what the U.S. is, but we wouldn't be financing grooming because nobody was going to get a loan for $100 or $50 or whatever it costs to groom the dog. Right, but I think some grooming in California could be thousands of dollars, I would suspect. And I suspect if someone's spending thousands of dollars that they wouldn't be getting a loan for it. Mm-hmm. On a pet. But now what, again, you, you also uh, do financing for pet food. So, so I'm going to flip it back to you. Who in God's right mind is going to take on a pet, can't afford the pet food? I, I mean, I agree. But if somebody gets into the position where they need financing for something, we don't ask them what it's for. We just say, how much do you need? Give us your profile. And within 20 minutes, we can decide if we they're credit worthy for us to provide a loan for them. Hmm. Well, it's an interesting business, and you know something, and there's a whole lot more I want to find out about you, so we're going to pay some bills around here, and uh, we're going to come right back to Ann Kaplan right after this. Don't go anywhere. There's more great show right after this. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from the AM640 Studios in Toronto. For the love of money, Hi-Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein. Talk Radio, AM 640. Welcome back to the show, friends and family, brothers and sisters, and good morning on this long weekend. I have Wonder Woman in the studio with me, Ann Kaplan, Canada's most powerful woman, top 100. Canada's Top 100 Women, uh, Canada Business Magazine, Revenue, what is it, uh, Top 100 Companies in Canada, uh, Canadian Business Magazine, International Maverick of the Year, Gold Winner, Stevie Award 2014. And you have accolades upon accolades, and as Ansa would say, you are very well decorated. Thank you. It's unbelievable. Um, but it doesn't stop here. You're, shall we say, acting uh, or are you being yourself on The Real Housewives of Toronto? I am being myself on The Real Housewives of Toronto. I have no problem being myself. It's the easiest thing anyone can do. I think it's the most important thing we should all do. Yeah. It's just be ourselves. Uh, how's that experience working out for you? It was great. I had the most fun. And, and I think people say, why would you do go and do that? I'm already running a national company. Why would you do The Housewives? And it was, uh, if you somebody wants to go and be themselves, why not go and do it and have fun doing it? And so I had no problem going on 
sat and recording and saying whatever I would say in real life and enjoying it. It was fantastic. Um, 37% of small businesses in Canada are owned by women. And uh, how many employees do you employ? Over 100. So we have about uh, 65 with uh, iFinance Canada. And then I have another company. I own a surgical center as well. So there's more employees there. It uh, goes on. I have a few more companies, but I'm just over 100 in total. And you also mentioned you have a real estate business? I do. I own seven commercial and residential properties. And um, so we're leasing and they're all revenue generating properties. Wow. In terms of public speaking, again, and as an author, public speaker, media personality, and a big supporter of what once was Fashion Cares, uh, what would happen to Fashion Cares? Fashion Cares had its 25th year a few years back, and um, I wrote the book. It was a 496 or 76-page book on the history of Fashion Cares, and the proceeds are donated to help AIDS um, or victims with AIDS, if you want to call it victims. It was, uh, it's no longer. Give some advice to, to young entrepreneurs, and, and, and more specifically, not, not exclusive, more specifically, young female entrepreneurs. Give them some advice. I don't think there's any limitation from anything that anyone wants to do. If you look at someone like Jennifer Lopez, for example, would she stop when she was a singer or a dancer? She does acting. She does anything. And, and sometimes someone says to me, well, how do you do it all? And I'm looking at them saying, do it all compared to what? Am I supposed to stop when I get to be a mom and then I say, okay, I'm finished? Or when I start to build a business, there's no nothing that limits you. Only yourself can limit you. Are you having fun? I have fun all the time. I love every moment of my life, except when the kids annoy me, but every other Did moment. Did they do that? Thank you for being honest about that, don't they? they well, those those said, little yes. you-know-whats? Yes, I just had one that jumped off the roof 40 feet down doing a Snapchat video. So How, how old? 17. 17. My 15-year-old wiped on the dirt bike two weeks ago, broke and dislocated his elbow. Ow. Ended up at Sick Kids. Remarkable, remarkable care. Friends and family out there, if you're going to make a donation to someone this year and you want a tax refund, Sick Kids, premium, premium service for, for kids and youth. It makes the kids feel comfortable, safe. It, it helps the moms out, the dads out. The, well, what a fantastic facility. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's big. Uh, carry on. I want, I want some more advice to, 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 to girls who uh, say, geez, I'm, I'm not sure if I can do this. I got a big idea. I don't know where to go. Um, do, do you offer support at all? I do. And I speak at a lot of conferences. And it's interesting. If there's women in the audience or young girls in the audience, I get a lineup of them after a talk. And they say, what do I do? I've got this boyfriend and I kind of like him, and I want to, you know, they're thinking about kids, and how do they have a business and kids? How do they balance that? Because they see that I, or they hear that I have children as well. And it's, don't give up something for your spouse. Get yourself in a position where you have somebody for number one that supports you being a business person, because women, we feel like we can't be with someone who says, I stay home, look after the kids, and we try to do it all. But make sure they're supportive of your career. First, number one, make sure that that's they're not trying to pressure you into not working. And number two is get yourself ready before you have children. And number three is think really, really, really big and go for it. Don't think uh, a small business. If you have big aspirations, take them. Hmm. Let's go back to your finance business. How is business? Is it growing? Business is growing. I think we've been 12 times on the Profit 100. Again, this year, we're on the Profit 100. And, it's a uh, private company, correct? It's a private company. But the, but the, so how does the Profit 100 know how much profit you earned? 
Well, you, you, they, you are nominated or you submit your, your statements to the Profit 100, and the, oh. they base it on a three-year revenue growth. And so if you make it in the top 100 in Canada, that means you've grown compared to other companies by a certain amount every year. So we've been 12 years in a row of that much growth. Um, off air, I spoke to you about some of the potential changes to the legislation, tax legislation for small businesses, and uh, you, you weren't aware of it, and I think you contacted your accountant. Uh, briefly, it, it, does it cause you concern for potential uh, changes to, to taxation at the corporate level? At this point, it doesn't. Um, so there's certain changes that they want to make, but those would have um, passed by us a long time ago. So um, benefits you've already used, in other words. I know yes. you're talking about, yes. Yes, that would have passed by us. So I think it's the first $500,000. Of, of, of profit is tax-free. Yeah, and a lot of what they're talking about are the, um, the a much smaller business, such as a medical doctor or a doctor who is taking advantage of um, being able to pay for their kids uh, a salary for their children, and they might um, cap it to 18 to 24-year-olds and... And they might start questioning how much value are the younger ones adding to the corporation. This is a great thing for for people to have where they can pay their kids and put them in another tax bracket, Mm -hmm. pay them out of their corporation and make less. And it's, I think it's unfortunate and it discourages um, small business and it it discourages those that want to have a small business and take advantage. We're so taxed heavily in Canada. We don't want to discourage people to open up companies. Well, we just we just had a, a Rafi on from Canoe Energy, and he's out in Calgary. And again, he said with the 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 capital flee in the energy space in Canada, the lost tax revenue is significant. So much so now that they parlaying into finding other areas for tax because uh, the, the spending continues to increase, but they got to find their money from somewhere. So it does look like the small business owner is going is, is definitely under attack. Uh, and of course, uh, we have to prepare ourselves. But next week on Hi-Fi Radio, we're going to have a BDO come in and talk to us a little bit more about their analysis on the proposal for taxation at the small business level and see what they can come up with. Uh, Ann Kaplan, an absolute pleasure. I want to thank you for joining us here on Hi-Fi Radio. I want to congratulate you for your ongoing success. You're an inspiration to me. You're an inspiration to, I think, Torontonians and to women and entrepreneurs alike. A real pleasure. I do wish you a great long weekend. That's it for this week's show, folks. I want to thank you for being here and joining us. Brothers and sisters, a good, safe, long weekend, and we'll be right back at you next weekend for more Hi-Fi Radio on AM 640. You've been listening to Hi-Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle, Portfolio Managers at Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management. For questions about today's show or any money questions you need answered, email wolfandjack at wolfgangkline.com. For the podcast of today's show, go to 640toronto.com. New shows every week. Hi-Fi Radio, for the love of money. We'll see you next week.